Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith. Today's episode is sponsored by KB's Car Care on 321 North Main Street in Jonesville, South Carolina. They offer hand car wash, vacuum, and clean interior. Coming soon, full detail is avail- is, will be available. While you wait on your vehicle, customer seating is available as well as the dining area. They open Tuesday to Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., so make sure you stop by. Today's episode is also sponsored by Big Ben's Desserts. If you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, this is the place for you. They have a wide variety of desserts, including cakes, ice cream, banana pudding, and my personal favorite, which is the Oreo cheesecake. They open Tuesday to Saturday from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday um, from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. and are closed on Monday. So stop by and big, visit Big Ben's Desserts on 297 Spartanburg Highway in Lima, South Carolina, where nothing could be sweeter. Today, this is another special episode of the Cross the Line podcast, the self-investment tour, or as we have traveled on the road again down in Florence, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We have a very special guest with us today. He's the final State Fed Productions, Mr. Courtney Green. How you doing? What's good, man? How you doing, man? Good to see you again, man. You too, man. Been, Been a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to give the people just a little backstory of how we actually met. This was last year, around February or March, um, CIAA, and I was doing some freelance work for uh, Source Magazine, and, yeah, and, you and, your, and you and your people actually uh, came over there. So it was a lot of artists that came, a lot of them from Charlotte and different places, but then I remember y'all, you were telling me y'all was from South Carolina, so... yeah. Just how I am, man. Anytime I travel anywhere and somebody tell me they from South Carolina, I, I automatically like, it's yeah, love. I embrace them. Like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. that's where I'm from too. That's that's home. And I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you sure know, def- most definitely, man. So I definitely want to make sure, like, we stayed in touch. And then I, um, I know I had sent you the the footage. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You definitely looked out, man. We had a show a showcase for our artists out there at the time, and um, end up getting with the source and doing a performance and. Couldn't quite get the footage from the source people because you know how that go. They want to release it when they want to release it. Yeah. And, you know, keeping in contact with them is an email that they never respond to. Yeah, it's but tough. But, man, you, we met you, man. You know, Los gave me his word that he was going to give me the footage. And, you know, like everybody else who talking when you at a big event, they just shaking hands, moving, trying to get their face seen. Yep. But you definitely, you know, kept true to your word. Yeah. And, you know, it, it worked out for us. We that's, appreciate And that. that's one of the things I try to pride myself on doing, man, especially being, in, like you say, in the media and when you at these big network. Networking events, people mm-hmm. say, "Yeah, man, we're gonna get up, we're gonna do this and yeah. that." And then once you part ways, that's just what they were do part ways. <laughs> yep, that's it. Like, that's, that's it. That's all it is. So I was like, "Man, I definitely want to make sure y'all get y'all stuff." Um, I think I still got some of that footage, man. But I'm glad I actually brought my own camera because had it been if I left it up to them, yeah, up to them, we'd have been out of luck. Yeah, definitely would have been out of luck. But how did y'all man. actually um? How did y'all actually end up? And I'm, we're gonna get more into your story as well. But how did y'all actually end up getting um? to the uh, Source magazine. Like, how did y'all come up with that? Oh, man, it was, a, it was a trip, man. We, um, first of all, we got a, we got plugged in the network uh, with a promoter named Spodioti out there. And, okay. you know, we did some work with, uh, some work with him in the clubs. They invited us down. First, we dropped an EP from uh, one of my artists, Layla. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pretty good rapper. And, um, you know, we got a show and we got a opportunity to do a showcase. And he came down that night and we met all those guys that worked with Spody and his, uh, his entertainment group. And then he was like, hey, you know, you guys going to come back up to CIAA. You know, I can probably, you know, do some things and work some more moves for y'all. He liked the music. He, you know, buying into the brand, what we got going on. So we end up coming back to CIAA, I think it was like two <clears throat> weeks later. Yeah. And, um, man, we just got out there and, you know, he plugged us in. You know, he he told us who the, the program director was, gave him his number. He picked up when we came to the place and told us where to meet him. So after meeting Spody when we got down there, then moving on to that. Because that was a freelance thing for us. Like, yeah. Source Magazine, we just came down here. You know, we really wanted to get 
hooked up with the Breakfast Club. We heard Charlemagne was going to be in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just trying to work our move and try to get close to him, to, you know, Sacramento State, Sacramento State Bulldog, you know, yeah. put that network That's together. Love right yeah, there. try to get yeah. where the love at. And um, it didn't quite happen. He didn't come or something. So he was like, you know, the next best thing, I got this, you know, performance uh, Source magazine if you guys are interested. I'm like, yeah, we that's interested. Big, yeah, yeah, that's big. So it's like, for sure. Yeah, and I, you know, I never even told anybody, like, how I actually ended up getting an opportunity with the Source. So for me, it's my first time talking about it on air, is uh, I was just, you know, just sending out emails, man. Like, I, I do a lot of work when I'm at home, and I just send out emails. I'm like, man, I, uh, I just want to send some stuff. I just see if somebody gonna respond. So I was right. like, "Hey, this is like I'm I'm independent. I do my own work." And it's like, "This is what I do." And I, I just like wonder, do y'all have any kind of like uh, opportunities that y'all might have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it probably about a, a couple of weeks had passed, and then they hit me back, and uh, they was like, "Well, we got something up here in New York. We we trying to we got some people trying to audition for a show or something we was gonna have in, up there in New York. Yeah. So me, I was like, man, that's a big opportunity. Let me go ahead. And I was like, they was like, can you um, fly to New York or whatever? Well, I guess they thought I was already in New York. Right. So I was like, shoot. When they told me about the audition, I was like, man, let me go ahead and change my work schedule so I can give me a fight, <laughs> book me a fight right, and get up yeah. there. Right, yeah, you gotta make moves. Yeah, so then um, I guess they said something. I can't remember exactly what they said, but I told them I would, it would have to be, I think they wanted me to come like that following Tuesday. I told them I would have to fly in so then they hit me back and they was like, uh, can you just do like a, um, just send an email us like an audition tape and they just sent me like some guidelines for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I sent them that, then hit back for maybe like another week or so and then they was like, hey, we got something uh, coming come down for CIA, we're going to be down for CIAA weekend, can you come do some like freelance work for us then? Okay. So I was like, shoot, that's, a, that's an opportunity, you don't know All who right. you're going to bump into. So I ended All up right. going down there. Um, I think I went. I came down there Friday and Saturday. I got there late Friday because um, I had to work, and then I went back Saturday after I got off work that morning. Mm-hmm. And um, they just had me taking the camera around. I got some footage of, uh, of some different businesses that was in there. Mm-hmm. Then they had me interviewing people like what it mean to be at CIAA and as a and a, as a music artist and um, just different people. So mm-hmm. it was just that was my chance, you know, kind of ask people questions and stuff like that. So it, it was dope, though, man. It was good, a dope, dope experience. Like, it definitely was, man. I enjoyed myself out there. You know, I felt like we we got something, you know, network. If you meet one person who's doing something, man, you never know where that's going to lead you. So mm-hmm. I appreciate, you know, that was a great opportunity for us to get in there and, you know, get my artists exposed. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't get to even go to big events like that coming from small places and, you know what I'm saying? I used to go down there to party to have a good time, but now it's business. It's business so I, I understand the gravity of it now. Like, cease the moment, the opportunity. You know what I mean? Got you to. never know what's going to happen. You don't never know who you're going you gonna to bump right. shoulders with, man. And, like, they gave me a chance to, uh, I think we filmed uh, the, one of the artists. Uh, I think she signed the QC. I think her name was uh, Leighton Green, mm-hmm. light-skinned chick. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I uh, heard of SWV, they were there one night. Okay. Um, Bobby Valentino was there. I, I wasn't oh, there by the time he got there. Um, Two Chains had some artists that he has signed. Some young dudes. Um, um, I seen an interview he did with a couple of young dudes. Yeah, that, yeah, them. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just they was talking about getting there. them on. Okay. Yeah. So, so they came early, but and they were just like, man, they were just like regular, regular dudes. Well, man. everybody regular man until yeah. the lights come on. Uh, you know that big stardom take off, and yeah. then it's just another opportunity to continue to make more money and move up. But definitely, just they start off the same way. They start off the same yeah, exact way, man. But it was dope, way. you know. Just kind of see those artists, and like you said, everybody start off from somewhere. From somewhere. Just that grind. Be a part of that right there, and you never know. I mean, the next level, somebody going to pull you up. And yeah, that's absolutely. how I, I look at a lot of things, man. I want to be 
at least in the atmosphere when things are going on. If not for me, it could be for somebody else. Somebody else. Just having that opportunity to know them or get to know them, you never know what's going to happen for yourself. Absolutely. So we, we're going to get back more into the business, um, the music part as well, but let's c- kind of go back a little bit. How did you actually start the State Fed Productions? Oh, man, that go a long story back, man, but not to go too deep into it, man. I was at my probably third job in my career. We'll take you to I graduated high school from Creek Bridge High in Marion County in 06. 2010, okay. I graduated South Carolina State University, you know, get into the workforce. So 2018, I got a civil engineer degree, you know what I mean, working my way up the chain and ladder, just trying to, you know, you know, find find that 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 dream at the college of you know being successful and things like that with your degree. So I end up going um, getting to Decatur, Georgia at this point, working with the Cab County Roads and Drainage. And you know, I'm I'm showing myself approved, man. I'm getting all these pats on the back about you know being a diligent worker and, and the things that I'm doing. You know, what I mean, in the business and uh, of engineering. And so you know, you know, black folks and they they working for me, they working with me and, and helping me you know mature my craft. And I end up, you know, going up for a promotion after like nine, six months of being there. You know, my boss put me up for a promotion. And, you know, if they do that, they see something in you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I did the interview. You know, my contemporaries tell me, hey, man, you you know, you're knocking interviews out. You sound good. You know what you're doing, what you're talking about. So we'll see. So, you know, okay, cool. Normally, you take a week or two to hear back after the interview. And a month passed by, I didn't hear anything. So, you know, me and my clock in my head, I'm always want to progress, want to move to the next level. Right. And, um, you know, I, I go and ask my, you know, my, my supervisor, you know, what's going on with the uh, the position that hasn't been filled yet? And, you know, he proceeds to tell me, like, you know, he hasn't heard anything from, you know, on high, basically his manager. So, you know, in my mind, when things get stagnant like that, they kind of fizzle it out until yeah. you forget about it and, mm-hmm. and hope you can move on. But I just ain't that person. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to tell me why. Exactly. You know I mean, or, or give me my explanation because if I came somewhere to do a job, I want to hear a bad job, a good job. You know, I want to know whether I need to, you know, critique myself or is another place I need to go and apply my talents. Mm-hmm. So I end up talking to his boss in a meeting, and she just basically flat gave me that uh, she felt as if I wasn't ready for the promotion. Mm-hmm. And I actually, you know, of course, why, what, what happened, or what could I do better? And she said nothing. It's crazy. And uh, that just kind of struck me like, you know, I'm on somebody <clears throat> else's time, and um. Basically, the work I put in won't be received until somebody's ready to receive it. And you That's know, fair. so I, you know, I'm I'm still Courtney at the end of the yeah. day, and I'm I'm a work in progress. So you know, I I took a little time off from work and uh, got my mind right off of that. You know, and um, already me and my my, my man Banks, or uh, one of my partners with State Fed, probably uh, basically a uh, um, executive for my my business. You know, we was already trying to start some things, and we just never knew what to call it or how to get started or, you know, jumping out there and just doing it. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I just pretty much was done with the traditional line of work. And I was like, you know, I want to do something that's going to give me back what I put into it. And um, and I, I was stern about it this time. And we just had a conversation one day, and he was just like, you know, you know, bro, it don't matter what we call it. It's going to be, you know, what it is because of who we are. You know, we're staples in the community, stand-up guys, you know, if, Somebody that's gonna do us a favor, we're gonna make sure we match that favor. Right. You know what I'm saying? We we not one of those guys who wanna get over, we wanna bring something to the table. And then, you know, he proceeds to ask me about, you know, so what does what whatever it is means without the name. And I'm just like, you know, it's it's gonna be just that. It's gonna be um for some guys who are gonna stay the grind and, you know, day to day struggle. As long as we stay fed, I think we'll make it happen. And he was like, yeah. That's it. 
I'm like, you know, what's it? You know, he pretty much my muse. If I talk to him, he'll pull it out of yeah. me. And he was like, stay fed, that's hard. And then I wrote it down and that was it, that was it. Yeah. I, I wrote it down and then, you know, an acronym came behind it, like stay true and you'll fulfill every dream. So I'm just like, you know, that was, you know, hard, that was yeah. hard, something that gave to yeah. me, like I just, it happened and I was like, I'm gonna go with it. Cause I, I remember seeing y'all at CIAA, I had, had the, the bowl and the, uh, mm-hmm. the bowl and spoon, man, and just saying stay fed. I, I, I was like, man, I like it's dope already. And, and it's then, self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah self-explanatory. And I was going to say, my, to me, it, it mean, to me, it just feels like it means like loyalty and stay stay down with your team. And mm-hmm. if, if one of us eat, we all going to eat. That's right. That's so a that, That's what it means to me. And I was going to ask you, like, what would you say was your definition of uh, stay fed? Um, again, the acronym, stay true and you'll fulfill every dream. Mm-hmm. And that's, that came to me because, you know, you got to be a diligent worker at something you believe in. That's a fact. Like, yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, be wishy-washy today, you want it tomorrow, you're not. It's got to be something that's in you and it means something to you. you got to consistent. Consistent. And so yeah. I think that's the biggest thing it means for me because, you know, that's been 2018 I started it. It's 21 now. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it like four years going on, just something I believe in, and it's giving back fruit. Like. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not just out here pushing towards something that's dead. Like, and when I put it to somebody, they take their own meaning from it as well. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean. And that's and it's life in it. It's like it's how it applies to everybody in any situation you're in. We gotta stay fed. Whether it's for you, your kids, you know what I mean, your future, your your plans, anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you keep yourself nurtured towards what you wanna wanna accomplish. Yeah. You're gonna do that. And that was uh kind of when you say 2018. That was kind of around the same time that I kind of got my stuff. Well. I started back in, well, I started doing the broadcasting when I was 20, my senior year in college, 2014. But then, um, you know, after I graduated, you know, you want to do the same, uh, do what you what you think is no, the normal thing, you know, graduate, <laughs> yeah. get your degree, go get a job, and then just trying to find something in my field. I couldn't get it, man, so I kept getting rejected, and I ended mm. up getting a, a, a rejected, and I went to the radio station. It was crazy because I remember when we was talking yesterday, you was telling me how... You drove, you was driving almost an hour to work. And yeah. And getting it, man. I, I had the same thing. I was going to tell you that yesterday, man. Yeah. I, I ended up getting a job at the radio station. And um, and I, I posted this uh, about a week or two ago, man. I, I drove almost an hour to work every single day for $10 an hour. So by the time I got that check, That's either right. I was... I broke even, or most of the time I was in the, the negative. Hole. That's right. Yeah. So and I and you, like I told you, man, that was that was my life for my first job getting out of college as a bridge inspector. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you, man, I um for tw- you know twenty thousand a year, man. That's during the minimum wage, ten eleven dollars an hour, and um you know working a, a a job to where I got to drive an hour, you know seventy two miles on the dot. Like mm-hmm. you know you start to notice things like that when you're doing it for nine months, and then I'm staying off of a college campus on a favor. You know what I mean? But I'm still trying to hold true to that. You know what I mean? Give somebody something for letting me do that. And every week, you know, some days I couldn't even get a haircut. Like, I'm around here looking like Wooly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm on the grind. Yeah. And, you know, I believed in that, that, that dream and that possibility that I could grow more and, and have more. And, you know what I'm saying? Just doing that, like you said. I'm, I had to learn how to <laughs> how to take the debit card and you know use that credit on there when I know it's gonna be negative yeah. just to make it to the next week. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean? and so it's it's a lesson in everything that you do though, man. Like I tell people, man, I was driving, and then like I was breaking even. But the things that I would do was I would learn from from everything. Like that's what you see all the cameras and all the production. Mm-hmm. I took all of that. And that's how I learned, you know, this stuff like the production where I learned it from the radio station. But mm-hmm. even though I knew I was going in a hole. So then I just, you know, say adventure came to the point in time where 
student loans kicked in, so I had to leave. Mm -hmm. I ended up leaving there and just started started my own thing eventually. But it's like a lesson in everything that you do. Uh, it is, it is, man. You gotta, and I believe in the process, bro. I believe, like, man, you going through everything for a reason. Like, it don't matter what it is or where it's at. It's your part of the journey, and the journey is the best part of the story. It like, is. you know what I mean? It's, it's gonna it's gonna teach. It's gonna give you values, morals, and principles, whether you take them or not. They're gonna be there. Mm -hmm. You're gonna run into so many people that believe things you do and believe and don't believe things you do. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it's gonna give you a well-rounded, you know, it's gonna give you imperial knowledge, man. Like we talk, like you wrote your book saying, forget college, you know, life's yeah. the best teacher. And I believe in imperial knowledge because I'm getting it off the ground. I'm getting it from interacting and being social and moving towards the purpose. Not mm -hmm. knowing everything, you're not gonna know that. You're not gonna make all the right mistakes, or right, right choices and you're gonna make mistakes, but living through them and persevering mm -hmm. and getting to the end of that mistake and getting the resolution out of it. That's why I said life is your best teacher because no mm -hmm. matter where you are, I don't care how many degrees you have, you always gonna learn something. You're gonna learn every something. Every single man. day, man. It's it's a lesson to be learning in everything that you do, but it's just how you react to those situations. Yeah. Some people some people uh rise above it, some mm -hmm. people just fold and they just give up, man. But you just gotta keep on keep on going. I wanna ask you about the um well, first of all, when you um when y'all started stay fed, was it just music or clothing, or did it all go? It hand started in from hand? it started from a clothing line. Start from I clothing. started the clothing line that day at that um that desk. After I talked to my boy and I went to work and I got a dude named that printed T-shirts, uh, Jawan Washington uh, out okay. of Dunwoody, Georgia, and uh, Amanda, my assistant at the time, you know she Amanda Glover, she loved me to death, and you know she she uh she wanted to see me win so. She gave me a number to a guy that did T-shirts, and he ended up being a, a great, you know, photographer, digital designer, all that. So he could have brought my vision to life. And you know, I told him what I was looking for, man. I sold my first T-shirt, um, girl named Denaisherie from back home. The first day I did it, and I was like, "This is it." You know what I mean? It's, it's it. So I know what to go with. So I pushed the brand as a T-shirt as a clothing line, but always want to be in entertainment. You know, we love music, we love everything with the culture that we do, and. Um, I had the opportunity, I had a rapper, you know, who's dope, who still mm -hmm. is dope. And I was like, man, you know, I need to give him an opportunity. Business is going good, you know what I mean? I'm ready for that next aspect of it. And entertainment ended up being it. So put him in the studio, we did a couple EPs. And you know, this was all within, you know, I say eight months, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Just trying to push it and keep going to see what they're going to accept from me. Okay, they took these t-shirts and jackets. I came out with a, a t-shirt first and then track jackets, and then boom, my clothing line started. You know, just give them custom clothing. Like, I want you to wear what you like to wear. You know what I mean? I want right. to be comfortable. I want you to, we can build a rapport. You tell me what you like, and I'll put you in it. You know what I mean? And so after that part happened, boom, the entertainment part, and um, putting the rapper into perspective. And then it's just like after that, everything snowballed from rapping to short film. I got a couple short films on the YouTube, oh. Stay Fair Productions on YouTube, uh, doing numbers. And now it get to the point to where, you know, my rapper ran into some issues and I still want to keep that going. So I stepped in and, and, and put a little bit of music to right. the beats and uh, put a few EPs out. I got some things going well. Mr. 2653 on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get music. Mm -hmm. And... um. So man, it's just bringing the whole vision into life, knowing that everybody's story is valuable. And at the end of the day, if you, you know, apply yourself to it, like you know what I mean, and people buy into it, that's another form of income and resource. Yep. Gotta so, look into it. So when was that source? I remember it was you, your artist Lalo, uh, 
and Rock. And yeah, there's another young lady with y'all. Uh, Trenisha Phillips. We call her Trey. Okay, okay. And with, with Bella Trey Shoe Collection. So, so, so when you when you was there, then y'all you was kind of like the behind the scenes guy, like laid back, just you know making sure everything runs runs smooth. Then exactly, exactly. Okay. Pretty much running the CEO position. You know what I mean? Funding it and making sure you know everybody putting in there that contribute contribute contributions and uh mm-hmm. you know making sure that everything runs smoothly and get my artists here and rock did more so artist relations and management Trey pretty much assist me with you know getting numbers and phone calls and emails and making right. sure i stayed on top of that stuff and uh you know at, at that point it was real young and new to us and so we always doing something new but you know progressing in it rock was pretty much he um he did some party promotions or something yeah too, right? he it opened him up to uh yeah. which he already had this uh uh, Rock ELS, uh, which is entertainment business, doing party promotions, and that's yeah. another thing we all did that together. We rented out a hookah spot and kind of did real good with that, and you know had some had some success with that to get us in Augusta, uh, Georgia, to do some party promotions. Cause so. I, I remember one of the first things that I seen him promote at, at the time. I didn't know who the artist was. It was a uh, it was something where. He, Big Thirty was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Big yeah, Thirty yeah. got locked up or something. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like, who is Big Thirty? I was like, I don't even know who this is. But I seen <laughs> Rock was promoting it. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna get you wind up. Yeah, that was one of his first opportunities, and he ended up getting that show um redone. Okay. You know, so he did open it up, and you know they did get to do business with Big Thirty in his camp. Yeah, and so he steady moving towards that. He got a lot more things going on. I think he's in a, a customized hat of um. Uh, customized hat and hookah, like distributing little production now. So he's putting that, that stuff together. That's dope, man. They yeah. keep they keep y'all in a good space they too, keep man. Us like, in a good space. Yeah. Everybody moving towards a goal. Yeah. Along with Trenisha Phillips, Trace, she got Bella Trace suit collection. You know, females gonna buy them shoes. Oh yeah, and I watch this. Shop. I watch this girl turn a pair of sandals into a couple thousand dollars, and I was just like, I you know, with her perseverance and her 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 um her diligence, man. She knows how to do all this. You know, media stuff. You know, I ain't mm-hmm. too young in the social media thing with marketing yeah. and doing it all that. I do what I feel like is gonna work. She pretty much studies the analytics of it all, oh, and, yeah, and with the help, and yeah. with the algorithms and all that I stuff. Need your help. So she really yeah. like she really make it pop, man. Like Still. eleven thousand, you know, followers on her Facebook now and Instagram, going up on her website, doing a couple couple hundred, couple thousand dollars a, a week and a month. So, you know, and that's hats off to me because again, helping them. You know, the first thing I told them like. When we started, this ain't just about stay fit. I know you guys got aspirations and right, dreams yeah. as well. So, you know, let me know what I can do to help y'all get that stuff. And so we got all that off the ground as well. And, you know, if I can't be doing something right here now, I can get over there and help them with a hand or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one thing about entrepreneurship. I, when I sit with a lot of entrepreneurs, they always tell me, the things that you're doing is always bigger than you. It's bigger, like, Yes, man. it's going to help you, but at the same time, you giving other people opportunities mm-hmm. to do something. That they want to do as well. Right, exactly. So it's, it's like you always got to look at the big picture. It's like not just about you. It's going. You got to help serve people, and then when you help them get what they want, they're gonna always, they they gonna return. Oh man, love. loyalty is it, man. You know the mm-hmm. right folks, and man, real talk about rock, man. You know, I, I actually told him I needed his help. He had an opportunity to uh, move to Charlotte when I moved to uh, you know Aiken, South Carolina. He was mm-hmm. gonna leave Augusta. His job was coming to an end. And um, I was like, bro, if you could stay, man, I could really use what I'm doing. So I'm pretty much, you know, pretty much indebted to him putting his life on hold and move to Charlotte yeah. to help me out. You know what I mean? And, you know, anything he asked me. love right there. Man, that's, yeah. that's the biggest part of love. I mean, 
anything you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. You know right. I mean, because I know the, the sacrifices you made, you know, having, mm -hmm. you know, your plans and things that you've seen. But you, you know, you invested in my vision. Mm -hmm. and that's that's dope, man. Shout out to Rock. That's, that's, that's hard. Dope, man. That's yeah. hard. And he so. showed me love when we was at the uh, CIAA. He showed me love then, and then he had hit me later on after that. He's like, man, I love what you're doing, you know, promoting everybody's business and stuff. Like, we need a platform like, to keep mm -hmm. on going. So, yeah. My boy solid, man. Super solid, yeah. My boy solid. So, how did, they, how did all y'all meet anyway? Did y'all go to school together? Y'all from the same area? Me and Rock went to school. Me okay. and Rock went to college. Uh, 2007, I met Rock. You know, his freshman year, my sophomore year in college, man, catching, you know, he a fool with that football. Mm -hmm. So he come from Greenwood. You know okay, I mean? yeah, yeah, Greenwood so, got athletes too. Yeah, 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 so, you know, he know a lot of NFL players and everything. Yeah. They come from that stock. Yeah. So, so he, he, he probably went to school with my homeboy, uh, uh, Dwight, Dwight Brandon. I actually did a live read for KB's car, he played football at State, too. Okay, That's how I actually ended up, well, I didn't go to State, but, you know, we went down there a couple of years for homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you had a blast. Man, deal with it. <laughs> Best times of my life. Yeah, I ain't <laughs> even know, I never knew what home, a homecoming was like that. Cause yeah, that... I went, my freshman year at Upstate was 2010, so mm -hmm. we went my freshman year and my sophomore year. That's actually where I met my daughter's mom at down okay. there State. Okay. But, man, uh, it was like. Good old bulldog. Different vibe. <laughs> it's hey, crazy. Because hey, we don't, at Upstate, we don't have a football team. We oh, just got yeah. a basketball team. Yeah, we got basketball. So, like, our homecoming is, like, around, some, it'd be pretty much around the end of January or sometime in pretty February. Pretty cold, man. Yeah, it's cold. So, it, it ain't the same, man. man but when you go to state homecoming, man. It's a, it's a cookout. It is for <laughs> it's, real, it's yeah. It's a cookout, man. And that's been the best times of my life since 06, man. I've been going back ever since. I think the last two years, Corona whatnot stopped me. But I always try to go get that atmosphere and love back because, man, they put it in you, man. And, you know, folks don't forget you. Like, if you went yeah, to school real. there or if you stayed there a semester, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. we ain't gonna leave you out. I, that's why I was like, sometimes you know, I even though the title of my book is kind of controversial and stuff, mm -hmm. and I say, if I did go back to school, I kind of wish I would have went to HBCU to just kind of get that experience, man. man. It's, it's your just people, something. man. It's, it's yeah. your people. Your people are gonna be for you, and I don't think I could have made it nowhere else but HBCU, just from my background and just you know how how close-minded I was as a person at that time. Like I really didn't mm -hmm. have. You know, doctors and lawyers or engineers or knew what they were around me to pursue something like that. You know, right. I'm walking up in here to be an engineer because I like to draw and this the closest thing y'all got to architecture. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know, you know, I hear they make a little bit of money, so I, yeah. I'm always down for that. <laughs> oh yeah, all the time. But, but yeah, it's just like man, just being around your people, man. It's mm -hmm. like, it's, especially I, I feel that now, man. I was like, dang, man. It's, it, like if I go to Atlanta and I'm like, man. Mm -hmm. I hate the traffic, but like when I'm in Atlanta, just the energy, cause like it's like a, it's a lot of us, man, yeah, being yeah, entrepreneurs yeah. and doing oh, stuff yeah. different. It's like, and that's and that's the sauce, bro. That's yeah. what's gonna put it back in you, man. Like your people and communicating, and then them being on something new, and everybody doing something different. Like as a people, we brilliant. We we come off the need factor. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we need something. We ain't got the, the resources to get it. We'll figure it out. A way. We'll figure out a way. You know what I mean? And that just comes from it. Yeah, like, just black people just always, always been able to overcome that type of stuff. That's it, man. man. It's always been a, a thing about overcoming the narrative and, and, and pushing towards your need and goal. Mm -hmm. and I remember we went, I said this before, we went to uh, Jacksonville, Florida. When we, when we did our first tour, self-investment tour last year, we went flew to Jacksonville like last year around October. And man, we just on our, one of our off days, man, we went to get something to eat, and we just walk, just looking around, riding around. And it's like, man, we 
black people, we got everything we need, man. We had mm-hmm. grocery stores. We had mechanics out there. Mm-hmm. It's like everything that we needed, man. We mm-hmm. already had this stuff, mm-hmm. man. So it's like, man, just supporting your people, man, and like just just that culture, man. That culture, man. It's, it's got to, it's got to continue, man. We got to continue yep. supporting each other. And that's I like this whole HBCU movement. Everybody's coming alive on it now, like even the athletes and everybody knowing yeah. how important it is to take our resources to our people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, it's definitely being talked about more yeah, now, like yeah. athletes coming to HBCU, mm-hmm. where Master Peace went to went to HBCU. That's right. You Somebody got Malik else. Monk talking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? A couple of number, top number one high school players. You know, that's big, though. Man, that, that's it. That's that capital bring so much money to the school. Bring so much money, so much capital, man. It's gonna it's gonna turn back over into the people because yep. now we can get the the real professors and not all these foreign people with these language broken barriers trying to teach you something and you spend mm-hmm. a semester trying to learn what they're saying. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just, it's that kind of thing where you don't have to coax people to come in and buy into your program or your kids. Or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At this point, it's about our kids. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm but damn sure trying to make sure mine get the best of the best. Absolutely. I want you to talk a little bit about like where you're from. You say you're from, from Marion, right? Yeah, I'm from Marion right. County, man. If you're from Marion County, you know me. Yeah. I've been up through Mullins, man, Rains, yeah. Gresham, Britneck, you know what I mean? Whatever it's called. But I'm originally from Marion, the, the city. My mother moved mm-hmm. us down into the country park called Rains in about 96. Okay. You know, five brothers. I mean, five, five siblings, man, on my mom's side. My dad had 10. So, you know, he working. Yeah, for real. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, so he was working, man. But, um... Yeah, rural area, man. I um come up like any guy, you know, in a urban uh country, poverty town. You know what I mean? We stay. I can't say we stayed in the projects, but you know, it's, it's right down the street. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? All our friends was in there, or whatnot. You know, my mama did decent. You know, but you know, as anything, you know, if you're gonna go get money, your kids ain't gonna have supervision. If you got supervision, your kids ain't gonna have no money. Right. So you know, just mm-hmm. living amongst each other. And, you know, pretty much raising ourselves as, as kids do when, you know, you got older brothers to watch the next one and all that stuff. So, you know, things transpire and just I think my eyes opened up a couple times where, one, uh, my brother ended up getting locked up for, you know, things that you do, man, drugs, uh, what it is, grand larceny, things like that, a lack of not having and trying to have something. So mm-hmm. both my brothers get locked up. And... um I end up just knowing that, you know, that part of life is real. And I don't know, no, I don't know one seventh grade, I thought about this the other day, that spent any time in his seventh grade life, 12 or 13, thinking about every day about not going to jail. Like, that used to be my thing. Like, I can't go to jail. That's like, tough. Yeah, and so. Especially as a kid, that young, as man. As a kid. Yeah. So that was always my thing in my head. Like, I don't care what it is, I can't go to jail. Like, mm. I see what happened, and when they get out, you don't have education and you three four five years past you now you're grown and you just got to do things to survive so mm-hmm. i'm like bro that, that's just not the one i can't go to jail and it's sad and, it, and that's like reality for a lot of kids reality yeah. bro i'm the i'm the only boy in my family and i'm talking about cousins and all probably on my mama's side she got four sisters we got about 14 15 a piece with a high school diploma or college degree man like it's just it's stuff like yeah. yeah it's stuff like that that lets me know like i'm I'm here. For, I'm here for a reason, and like, man, it's far and few what I got through. Do you feel like that's kind of like pressure on you because you're the only one to like? Of course, you want. You it's hard to say. You want. You want the best for everybody, but do you feel like sometimes it's pressure because you may feel like you have to take care of everybody or make sure everybody in a position where they're okay? Like, how how do you feel like? As, and position? I'm and I'm the youngest one. I like the baby boy, so I really feel like my vantage point helped me out a whole lot. I got to see what not to do. 
mm-hmm. and and make those corrections and know which route to take. You know what I mean? So I think the pressure never was like, I got to take care of everybody. Because I really wanted to do that because I seen what we was going through. But by the time four years behind the oldest one and three behind the next, by the time I got up, you know, they was pretty much moving in the move that it was going to do and didn't look for that. You know, my brothers were never like that. Mother either. But, you know, you want to bring something back to the table. Mm-hmm. And I, that was always my thing. Like, I want to bring, I don't just, you know, I hate to hear about money being an issue. I always want to make sure people are comfortable. And if you know me, you know I'm truly a giver. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the things I got for myself are, are, are cool. But, you know, if I can't make nobody else's life better, man, why am I I'm moving towards, you know, a goal or a purpose? So I would never say I had that pressure of, I say, making sure everybody else is straight because, mm-hmm. again, by the time I got there and got to my little bag, like, everybody was cool. And if, you know, yeah. it was something I did, like, you know, I bought all of them Michael Kors watches or, Dope. you know what I mean, gave 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 some money or things like that. But just something to show them that I valued and I'm happy that, you know, we're in a good space now. Yeah. See, I, see for me, I'm a, I'm the middle child. So, you know, they say sometimes that middle child the most difficult one. Mm. But, you know, all of us, man, we all my parents, you know, they made sure we all went, me and my, I got an older brother and a younger sister, we all went to college and we got our degree. So, mm. but I was kind of like the first one that kind of was like went against the grain and kind of like tried to have my own. Right. Like, I, I just didn't, like, the nothing wrong with a nine to five, but it was just like, man, it was just, just being rejected all the time, you know, and it's almost like forcing you to find your way. Yeah, and I and I fit, man. I, like I said, my story is just crazy. Like, so my the rejection part, like we all go through it like, among siblings like that because okay, it's two girls, two boys. They clink off, and I'm pretty much the, I wouldn't say the middle, but the fourth, but the odd man out. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to tell you. So we end up. What happened? So being the fourth one, okay, so I couldn't do nothing right in the beginning. I couldn't do nothing mm-hmm. right. I couldn't tie my shoes right, you know, as far as my family-wise. Mm-hmm. So my sister, my baby sister, we'll start there just like a hooper. Like, we play basketball every day in the backyard, and she's cold. Like, But I'm teaching her this stuff, but I can't make the basketball team. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's crazy. Yeah. And my other sister, you know, my sister in front of me, my older sister, she's smarter than me. A, a on a roll. I probably get B's, like B on a roll at the end of the day, everything I did, but could never eclipse that. My, uh, my brother in front of her, I couldn't be better than him. You know, he could do yeah. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything, you know, horrible. He could do that and be the best at being horrible. You know what I mean? Right. So, and then my oldest brother was just, you know, he played. Like, every girl at one point wrote him letters in the school, and we used to sit there and read them. You know what I mean? I'm just <laughs> – so I'm like, bro, where do I fit in at? But not knowing once I got from around that I had all that in me, right. you know, the good, bad, and, you know, some of the ugly. But at the same time, I was able to adapt off of all that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I wasn't a scrub on the court. You know what I mean? I wasn't the dumbest in the class, man, quite handsome a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can get a girl. And, you know, if it come down to, you know, having to do something to make sure I survive, I'm going to do that. So I just feel like, man, that gave me the, the perfect balance once I was able to see that. But mm-hmm. I couldn't see it sitting down in it because I'm like, man, everybody just better or worse than right. me all the time. Talk a little bit about, like, the mindset of people, like, in, in Mary, in your area. Is it, do you feel like it's kind of like tr- the traditional, you know, just get up, go to work for somebody else? Or do they want to, like, create their own opportunities? Or is it like people just want to stay home? Like, how, how, how do you view the mindset of people, like, where you from? Hey, man, it's, it's tough on them because a lot of them don't even know what they're in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, when I was coming out of there, it was 20% unemployment, the highest in South Carolina, back when I was leaving there to go to school. 
after that, not even knowing it, why your mom is leaving and going two counties over to get a job to come back for work. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Not knowing that the stresses of everybody around you on welfare. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody better than nobody, but everybody's still trying to be or trying to make it look as if we all in the same struggle, mm -hmm. but nobody acknowledging that. You know what I'm saying? So the mindset coming from not knowing, I feel like, and then even with the school systems, you know, you got academies and privileged kids over here that you never met. But urban kids and, and rural kids, you know, some of y'all getting the education I got, which is like I talked to you about the quarter of shame. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a, pretty much a, um, a grievance against South Carolina Board of Education because we wasn't getting the same, you know what I mean, resources, resources. that other schools was getting. Mm -hmm. And then asked to take the same standardized test. And wonder why the dropout rate was so high or the flunk rate was so high, the failure rate. Mm -hmm. So I, I still, to this day, like I, I watch – you know my my natives, man, and they still don't know. They don't. They really don't know. I don't know whether it's not a lack of information now because you got your phone and the internet. You can go look for it if you want to, but you don't know have nobody to tell you like, you know, this is what you're up against. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do this, get caught smoking weed, have a baby early, steal a car, sell drugs, something like that. You ain't doing but putting another strike on top of you, making it harder for you yep. to be successful and whatever it is that you do. So mm -hmm. traditional, like they're very traditional. They, you know, believe in, you know, working up a plant job or nine to five and Fridays go to the local bar or have a beer up under the tree with your guy, go home to the lady she cooked for the kids and mm -hmm. go to sleep, wake up and say you providing. Yep. But you're not really providing, you just surviving. She's just surviving, yep. And, and a lot of times like when you when you kind of, when you grow up in those environments, that's like that's all you know. That's all you and know. And when you see that, it's like, man, well that's how life is when I grow up. I'm gonna do the same thing. Exactly. So then you don't, you know, you're just passing it down generation to generation. I remember my barber was telling me one time he was like, "It's a family like this, this up out out, out in, in a little rough area where we are," mm -hmm. and he was going along the lines of saying, "You know, the grandmother stayed there, the mother stayed there, then the granddaughter stayed there, mm -hmm. and so it's like, man, it's like, and they, I guess it's like they, they just think it's normal. They think it's so it's normal. like when you grow up in that kind of stuff, man, it's like." Because nobody knows the way out. They nobody know knows, yeah. Out. Nobody knows the way out. And when you get somebody in, like, you know, the lack, you know, the lack of what you don't have is probably going to push you towards success or what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't have your father there, you're probably going to be a better father. Right. You didn't have your mother there, you're probably going to respect women or, you know, things like that. I really feel like that. But when you bring somebody in that knows the way, buying into it is a whole other thing because, you know, everybody has their faults. You know, mm -hmm. you can watch somebody you know, push towards a goal and fail, and then they'll be like, oh, that don't work. But when he gets up, you don't see that part when he continues the journey. Mm -hmm. And you see him, you know, I mean, come back successful. And you're like, how you did that? I mean, y'all gave up on the journey early. Exactly. Like, you know, the fall is part of the journey. And man. the thing is you can't you can't talk down on these people. Like, can't, bro. And it's like when you see these people doing something different or doing well in school, they want to talk about the kids like you're a nerd or you're trying to be white and all that type of stuff. When you yeah. see these people trying – to break that cycle, man, you got to get never, behind them, man. man you never know where they're coming from, man, and that's a reason to want to be something different. Exactly. You know I mean, because what working, what what's the norm is not working. But again, like you said, having your contemporaries be your oppressors, man, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's the ugliest thing we got yeah. out here. Did, so did that motivate you? Like when you were you in the mindset of when you graduated that you wanted to get away from home and not go back, or did you want to like make it? And then go back home and, and like get back to people. Like, what was your always, mindset? I always <clears throat> wanted to come back and give folks something to help them out mm -hmm. and get them out of the situation that I was once in, 
Or, you know, I, I jumped out there on a gamble and just went and did something. Not having a blueprint or a path mm-hmm. or somebody in front of me tell me I'm doing the right thing. You know what I mean? I'm just moving on on my faith and what I believe in and hopefully it worked out. Right. So I want to give somebody something else. Me and my boy Banks talk about it all the time. Like, you know, we can't give them money because that don't work. Money ain't going to help. It ain't going to help, man. It's just like it's, temporary. It's temporary fix, man, for a permanent problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, what can we do? And what we came up with was like a... um. Uh, a community center that have access to it when you're ready for it with computers, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. books, whatever it is that, you know, that, that people who look for information and need guidance, you know, people to come in and give seminars from time to time. So mm-hmm. that's my goal for my community, you know what I mean, to give them a, a community yep. center and, and something that's going to help them when they're ready for that resource. Yeah, to, I'm, I'm from a small that. town, man, and where I'm from, we, we don't have a whole lot there. I, I remember I was telling you yesterday, they actually closed Closed my high school down. Um, my my high school was seventh through twelfth grade. Mine you know, too. That's we my only had five five hundred kids in the whole school. That's right. That's my. It sound like yeah, mine. Yeah, Jonesville, man. Yeah, and we yeah. uh, we were one A, and they they combined us with Union. That's how it um, ended up becoming Union County. But mm-hmm. it was just small. And, and once once they combined us, man, <clears throat> they really kind of hurt our community because you know Friday nights were bringing the money for football That's games right. or basketball games, all the sports. So then when that left, <clears throat> now. You pass through there. It's not a lot going on. Uh, like I said, my one of my best friends, he, he's got a the car wash out there, so I'm glad yeah. it's out there. So at least that's kind of bringing people out there. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and it's, it's it's a couple of plants out there, but but once the school left, man, and it kind of it kind of hurt our community. I was like, man, I just want some kind of way. I want to, you know, like I said, I don't have all the money in the world to just give people, but man, anything like right. just a platform like this, man, to help people. Because I have people now reach out to me telling me that I inspired them with what I'm doing. I'm like I'm just from a small town, man, and I'm and I'm doing it. If I can do it, Come you on, can. Man. Anybody, you, anybody can, do, can it. Yeah. do it, and that's how you feel about this stuff, man. And it's the thing, like you feel so passionate about your people, you want to give them everything you got, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the full profit business, but I can't tell you how much stuff I give away. Right. Like just because I I want everybody to have something, I know what it feels mm-hmm. like not to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I really I really believe in, like, you know, touching that one person who's going to move on and do that thing yeah. or that deed that can bring something or something back. Somebody going to make a difference. Somebody going to make a, a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing already is making a difference. Yeah, but I want that impact. But you're going to spark know? somebody else. Like, man, I yeah. seen him do it. Exactly. Now, it's, now I know I can do it. Even now. through my DM, bro, people, like, young boys ask me all the time, man. And you come with me, ask me all the time, like, bro, what made you different? Uh, did you think leaving South Carolina, you know, you know, the last dude asked me, did you think leaving South Carolina, you know, made, made a difference for you to be successful? And I just had to tell him it was the mindset. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't care if they put me in Alaska. I'd have came out with the biggest igloo and, and polar bear yeah. suit you ever seen because that's my mentality. Yeah. You know what we, I'm we, we have a lot of people like that where I'm from, man, like, because uh, we're in Union County. And that's one of the things that kind of bothered me at times. Like, I would see people post like, man, in order for you to make it, like, you got to get out of here. So it's like, oh. I wish they stopped doing that because you're going to have other people, like younger kids or whoever, looking up to you, seeing it like, man, dang, I ain't got no chance here if I stay here. So, right, and I and I ain't going to say get out of here is a bad thing because, man, if some you people got, need to. Yeah, yeah, if you ain't got no jobs in your county yeah. like mine, like, you got to go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a it's a trap for it's a trap yeah. for failure. You know what I mean? But at the same time, if you go get it and come back to build resources yeah. and give people an opportunity, then that's the part. You know, leaving is necessary sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, we all ain't in a, you know, big capitalist community. You know what I mean? Skyscrapers and big buildings right. for you to just, you know, make $15 an hour washing wash right. windows. You know, that's that's a city talk. But if you take these people and you tell them, you know, don't forget where you come from when you do go out and make it, 
you know, that makes the difference. And that's kind of like the narrative I kind of push. Like, yeah, when I left, college def definitely gave me that dynamic of different things I could do because it was my first time outside my county really and moving around and, you know, going to Charlotte, going to CIAA or going to FAMU down in Florida, bus trips to Baltimore for different mm -hmm. um, for different uh, events, you know what I'm saying, just to see other people doing different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? You Sometimes you got to see that. They supposed to make a difference, man. Like, we, we're, we're probably like a little bit over an hour away from Charlotte, and I remember being when I was in college at Upstate, man, just going to cover the Hornets and the Panthers. Man, I just remember just like, once I got up there, I'm just looking around like, man, being here, it's just like totally different from, it's like a totally different world from where I'm at. That's right. From home, man, it's just like a different mindset. So it's good to, you know, kind of get that exposure, but it's it's okay. Like you can make it from home. Like you said, it's just your mindset. Yeah, and some people, mindset. man, they just don't, some people don't have that drive or they'll talk about it, but then they don't, they don't put nothing in the action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hardest part is starting. Yep. I mean, the hardest part is getting all this stuff started, man. And once you do, you know which way to go to feel good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to worry about what to do. It's, it's going to feel good right here. And yep. you don't know, yeah, this is what I need to and be doing. And it's going to bring other people to you, man. It's going to help right. pour into you and help you support you and get you where you need to go. Yeah, you can only do so much by yourself, man. I mm -hmm. learned that. That's when the team came into and I just was on another level at that point. Yeah. It's like just from production-wise or resources, getting things done up. You know what I mean? Being smart with the funds and making sure the right result comes out of what we're doing. You know, people bring in the other aspect, the perfection. You mm -hmm. know, the right people. Exactly. You know what, what, I mean? what would you say for you, um, just, just being a businessman and being in the entrepreneurship space, like what would you say is the hardest part for you of, of being an entrepreneur? Mm. Man, the hardest part, I mean, again, you know, picking those right resources. You know what I mean? And making sure you get, you know, that 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 bottom line that you're looking for. The bottom line never going to be as big as, you know, you want it to be all the time. But, you know, mm -hmm. staying on that budget. Because I, I, oh, I get beyond myself, like, with the budget. Like, yeah. sometimes if I believe in the dream so much or the vision, like, it ain't no number. Like, right. I'm going to keep spending until it happens. You know what I mean? I'm that type of person because mm -hmm. I buy into it. You know what right. I mean? And when I buy into it, there's no limit, but I have to be realistic sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you've been working toward this thing. You know, if I try to sell a T-shirt for three years and ain't sell, I might need to try to sell something mm -hmm. else. You know what I'm saying? That's just, like, reality of it. But, you know, you so I get so passionate about what I'm doing. Like, sometimes I, like, I got to get myself to pull back. Like, okay, it ain't working for us. It, you know, I know it's good. You know, the team know the product's good. They're not ready for it yet. So I kind of not just give up on them. It's like, they're not ready for it yet. Right. So I'm going to sit there right here on this Instagram. Three years later, they're going to come back and be like, bro, what was this? And I'm going to bring it back up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the best part about this this multi this media era. Like, you know, the internet's forever. Yep. You know what I mean? Don't trip on you not getting the reward now. You know what I mean? If it's good product, you know it is, whatever it is. Be in it for the long game, Be in it for the long game. A lot game. of people don't have that patience. Like, mm -hmm. they, they want that, you want the instant gratification. That's the instant, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you got to be in it, man. You got to you gotta go through the process, man. Everybody, I think that's one of the most, social media is a beautiful thing, but it's, it's a gift and a curse because nine times out of ten, now people only just post their highlights. It's like a highlight reel. That's a highlight reel, yeah, for Everybody sure. want to show that they living it up and all that stuff, but they don't yeah. show, like, the process of, like, what it go through, their mm -hmm. phase, their struggles. 
Um, I got something I'm gonna post soon, man. With just just showing people, man. Like I go through the same stuff everybody else goes everybody through. Everybody does, man. Yeah, man. Nobody exempt from like the the process. Yeah. Nobody's exempt for the process. I tell man. people all the time, man. I have hundreds of emails where I reach out to people, I, or I might not even get a response, or people tell me it's not the right time. Like just all type of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. But but it's like what you see on camera. That's not everything, man. It's just so much more to it. Like that's you, true. I go through those same things that everybody else go through, and um, you just got to get used to like being. A, Get used to rejection as part of the you, entrepreneurship. You got to you everything, got to, man. man. Like I, you know, and that's another thing. Like my boy Rock, I hear him in my head all the time. Like you just got to know how to talk to me. If you saying something I don't want to hear, I'm gone. Only, right. be, only because like that saves us so much time. Like if you don't believe in the vision right now, that's fine. I'm gonna go over here to somebody who does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if not, nine times I'm gonna do it myself. You know, find right. the funding and do it myself. So. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm just doing myself. Like I'm, I'm so driven, man. Like man, I'm, I'm bringing my people with me, but I'm still at the same time. I'm gonna keep it. You gotta keep it moving, man. That's it. You got to. You got man. To. Nothing against nobody. It's just my purpose. Like, and it keeps, you know. And you can't expect them to see no, what you, you see. You can't expect it. All you can do is for them to give you that gratitude later on. Like, mm-hmm. Damn, bro, you said you was. I know. And that, yep, <laughs> that's it. Yep. And keep on going. For you, what would you say, like, do you prefer, like, being in front of the camera, like, on the mic, or do you kind of, like, prefer, like, being behind the scenes and, you know, just running the day-to-day operations? Man, I, um, I could just think of, like, I can do all of it, to be honest with you, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what makes me unique. My preference, though, like, when it comes down to working, like, if it's making a song or working with an artist or building a picking a beat or building a beat with my engineers or something like that. I'm all with that. It's just uh, the people part. Like, I won't say I'm not a people person because, I mean, I'm charismatic. I can talk to anybody. Right. I can, you know, I can laugh and, laugh and joke with the best of them. But it's just like I'd rather, I'd rather deal with the honesty. Like, you know, the product is going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Whatever I put into it is going to give me back. Versus dealing with the people they can or cannot be, you know. But you know, it give you whatever face you're looking for that day. Mm-hmm. So I would rather be, you know, doing the work behind the scenes. I'll say that. I yeah. that. I could. What, what kind of things like talking about look, talking about the music? Like, what are some things that you've encountered like in the music business? Some things you might like, some things you don't like. What are some things that you've already seen early on, just like being in that music space? Oh man, when you, <laughs> hey man, yes, your money is temporary. You know I mean, it's mm-hmm. only good as you as, as how much you bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I say that because I, you know, I lost out on a couple a couple of deals, only because you know natural disasters and stuff happened. Like when, when COVID kicked off, me and my team were expected to go to CIAA and have a performance. Not CIAA, uh, South by Southwest. South by Southwest, okay. Yeah, out in Texas. You know, we buying plane tickets and them paid, you know, money to yeah. go out there, and that happened, and then we hit people back. And we get no response on, you know, our refunds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of lets me know, like, you know, that's part of the business as well. Like, even down to going to Atlanta, man, we spent so much money in my opening video, man, that was going to be dope. And models and, you know, I just got a Q8 truck and pull it up and got it docked into the video. You know, sight wall, all that stuff, man. And the video never got produced. Dang. And I'm hitting up the dude, like, yo, what's going on? And eventually he starts responding. That's, that's what can you what can yeah, you do? You know, you can you know, you can click out and you know, lose everything behind just a bad deal, or you can not do business with them again and keep doing business 
and show them the opportunity they missed out on yeah. next time. The music business always, oh, man, man you always tough. hear like shady, shady stuff. That's, like, that's the toughest part for yeah, me. Like man. I just can't deal with the people sometimes because I'm like, man, like you know, when you try to take all these measures and precautions to prevent these things from happening, but yeah. nobody can never predict what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're either going to deal with honest people or you're not. Yeah. And, and the kind of guy I am, I'm full of hospitality, and I like to give good experiences. So I'm not, I'm not one of those people that you know, you know, hit it in going tomorrow because I know my face value is gonna be yeah. it. And I, I, mean? I don't like that the politics stuff they get into that the business stuff, man. Yeah. It, it gets real messy. And, yeah, the politics, and man. that's that's the other part. And we and we got to learn politics like at a young age to know mm-hmm. like if somebody is friends with this person and don't like. That person, you know, you nine times out of ten not gonna have a relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because that buffer. You know what yeah. I mean? But then who's gonna let you in? Who's gonna, you know, bring you into the room and say, Hey, this is my guy. I believe in what he's doing. Hey, let's let's support him. Yep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I saw um I was watching something the other day. It was um it was on I I didn't see when it was I saw the um Wale's Instagram live. I was watching it something it came popped up on YouTube and I was just watching it. And it was just just him talking about he like he was riding somewhere and he's like, Man, y'all tell me artists y'all want me to work with and stuff like that. So the people start naming artists and it was just like, Yeah, I tried to reach out to this person, no no response or mm. or someone might have got too big or whatever, so it's like they ain't rocking with I did he, I remember he said something about um yeah, I hit up the baby and his manager said that he got too many features right now. Yeah, it's just like dang man. To, and to me, Wale dope. Like, I think he's one of probably the most underrated artists right now. But he it's cool, like he cool. Yeah, but it's like, man, people like the politics stuff, man. To say like too many features and all this and that stuff, man, getting away. Like, and a lot of times it's the people in between, not the actual artists. Exactly, because like little baby said with Kanye, and I never got the call. Like, I didn't know you wanted to work me till you tweeted that. Like, yeah. it never got through to him. See that, and that's a problem, man. That's like, that's that's, that's the disconnect, problem. and then that's a lot of times like how this record might come out, some kind of beef and stuff come out because. They think it's coming from the actual artists, but really it's the people like management around that. Like you know, and I have been in. I'm in. You know, I'm pretty much a full blown record label. You know, distributing and putting out and making music, everything. So, and I have been at the table where you know I'm making decisions to okay, what single we going with? You know, the artists like this one, but this is more radio friendly. You know what right. I mean? And then you get the radio and they sit you up in there and they like the record but never play it. So I'm just like, yo, like, it's crazy. you know what I mean? So like you said, the politics of it all, man, it's just. Yeah, I, I hate stuff like that, man. That's why I'm like, man, when I go out and I network, man, like, like they, I told you, man, like, I, I pride myself on not being one of those people like, yeah, man, I'm going to get you your work. I'm going to shoot <laughs> right. you your stuff. Or, yeah, we're going to get up and all that. Even though it took us a, over a year to, like, link up, I was like, man, I'm going to make sure. Oh, like, yeah, but, like, that constant communication. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And I see bro out there working, like. Bro, you real deal financing a full tour by yourself you, and, man. Yeah. and pulling up. I'm looking at the production like, bro, real deal doing it himself, yeah, man. man. Hats off to you. And when I see that, I can understand because yeah. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, that was so, like, man, don't never take a person like, man, yeah, I ain't never. making time. It's like, man, you got, then you're doing all this, plus you got kids. Man, you got so a whole so life. Yeah, so it's. It's like a lot of ripping and running, man. But like, man, I'm definitely gonna make sure, like, I figure this thing out, man. We definitely gonna get time to, you know, chop it up and, and have a conversation. Man. Yeah. A um, few more questions, and then we're gonna get ready to wrap it up. Like, who who would you say influences you uh, musically? In my mind, I tell you who I think. I want to say Gucci is one of your influences artists. me. Yeah, because I say that because when I was listening to your record, uh, 
the have it on 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 flex guy, on, yeah. and then I and then I saw the um the you, cover art, like with the halo above your head. Yeah. I saw that you remember Gucci had had something like this similar on Trap Guy, yeah, 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 with, yeah, over the Pyrex. So I was like, man, Gucci might be one of your influences. Plus, you know, Gucci like to dress up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really I really have to say, man, um, yeah, you hit it right on the head. Like after maybe two thousand six, because I was a diehard Ti fan. Like, still is. I love Tip to yeah. Death. Just like Savage, his wordplay, man, charisma. I mean, yeah. how he coming off of it. Like, but, like, Gucci caught me in that phase. T.I. went to jail, and I'm in college, 06, and I'm depressed. Like, bro, who is, you know what I mean? Who going to yeah. feed me? Like, who's going to motivate me to get up and go get this every morning? And, like, I think when I heard, like, Gucci came out with, what was the first song I heard? I can't remember the first one, but the first one I gravitated towards was, like, my chain. I'm like, that's kind of catchy. That's cool. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So when I heard that and I got hard to kill and I started looking into the background of it and he was authentic and I pride myself on being authentic. Yeah. And from there, it just took off. I'll die hard after that. Like, and then yeah. he a businessman at the end of the day. Like, now we get to see more of the businessman of him. And I think I was more so moving in that direction early on because I done seen and did all that other stuff that, you know, that's going to lead you to nowhere. Yeah. And I was trying to get to the business. Man, Gucci, when you talk about business, man, I was just thinking about how, how he found some of these artists. Got an ear for this thing, man. He mostly, found Nicki and Migos and man, who else was Thug, it? Thug, Like, he found all these Crazy. artists. Because he, Migos, all yeah, of them. Like, yeah. he, got a, he got an ear for this thing, man. Even down to Pusha. Pusha Pusha and everybody. And, like, he, he sees what it is and how to market it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of course, you know, it's a lot of negative to that stuff, but if it can bring you some money in, you know, you can't really get caught up in the politics or how somebody lived their life. You can give them opportunity to make the, make themselves some money or change their lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, if they follow true to this and they live in how you used to live out of Gucci, like, it could yeah. be done. You know what I mean? And so when you put that in front of somebody, it's like all this, like everything I do, like down to, you know, the, the presentation I put on out here, man, it's just to show the same folks who come from back home that we don't coming from nothing like I was on these same dirt roads with y'all. If y'all ready to put in some work and do something positive and let's make some money, then we can do that. Yep. But if not, it's going to be the same cycle. Yep. You know? it, it's dope to see somebody who see that transformation. You know, you know he came a long way. And then to still have have an ear to the streets, to still know what's still going know on. what's going on, man. It's been highly respected like that in my neighborhood. Yeah. That's just one of the things that I always... I just always wanted to be a man of my word and be highly respected. Like, mm-hmm. it, and I feel like on the low, like I be t- like, you know, some of the songs I'm like, I'm Gucci and this my zone six. Like when I pull up at home, it's the love, and they know I got the way. And like the youngest coming to me, and I'm not just talking, bro. I take you to the studio that night if you know what I mean. I feel like you own what I'm on. It's just like I'm ready to get somebody the opportunity all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it, it don't have to pan out then or there, but they know I'm one of the plugs that's gonna really yeah. take you to it. Like, I, I'm not one of them, like, no finessers or yes, man, you to death. If I got something to do, you won't see me. But if I'm here, I got time. Right. Who got what's going on? Like, who it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking for that, like, all the time because I'm really ready to see my, my, my predecessor, like, the next one. Right. You know what I mean? Somebody, somebody that's going to take what I'm doing and take it to the next level, you know, and I'm ready to see them be about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, as we get older, other responsibilities come up and sh- Everyday life change. Yep, all mm-hmm. the time. How do you feel like, like your support at home? How is your support at home compared to like when you go get go out go out of state and you're traveling? 
um, pushing your brand? Like, how is the support them between folk, the two? Them folks love me. Like, home, they love me, man. I try not to get too, like, my, like, the apartment complex I came up out in, Northside, you know, doing my thing in, like, they love me to death. The old ladies see me, you know what I mean? They tip their head, tell me they happy to see me. You know what I mean? Some of them be cooking, give me food, you know what I mean? All that stuff. Like, the family, like, embrace everything I'm doing. If I say we're going to do a show and, you know, Augusta, they, they pulling up. You know what I mean? They they support, they loyal to me. And I appreciate that because they ain't got to be. They buy my clothes when they get yeah. their money. You know what I mean? They ask me when I'm coming back with something. You know what I mean? Even down to my man G in the project. He's 60, 63 years old and he want to have that stay fed on. Like, That's dope, man. He know what's going on. And it's like even down to the younger ones, like, they want to have it on. They make they, they tell their mamas, like, this is what I want for Christmas. And, you know what I mean? I want that jacket. It, it, it means a lot, man, that they support me the way they do. Yeah, versus man. Versus going out of town, they just they really want to know who I am. And, you know what I mean, how I present myself. And that's the other part. Like I said, that's when I want to be behind the scenes. You know, I get with Trey, and she's like, Courtney, you know, you got to be social. Yeah. <laughs> you got to. Yeah. You got to politic with these folks. You want them to support what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I, I come up, I got a little a little buzz in Atlanta, a few DJs and stuff, and you know I, I mess with the uh, the the East Africans a whole lot, man. They got a lot of business going on out there, and a few, and that's the guys that took me in when I was moving around trying to get my face seen out there. So mm-hmm. a couple of clubs I pull up, you know, what I mean they putting us in sections and putting my music on and love, support. Man. Yeah, that's love, and you know what I mean. I, I got Instagrams where you know I'm in there partying for my man's birthday and they turn it on, like they know yeah, what time yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's just. You know, that's just showing me, like, you know, I got my network in, in different mm-hmm. places. And, you know, what I'm doing is real. And mm-hmm. they and they mess with it. And, you know, that got to be tough sometimes because, man, you know, you go somewhere. You you with your crew. You don't really want to go outside your way and speak sometimes. you like, yeah, well, nod your head or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And that's, that is a tough yeah. part because, I mean, and that's, I wouldn't even say that's ego. That's just still trying to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you never know nobody else's agenda, man. Yeah, you don't know what they on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's and I man, I've been riding by myself for a long time. And then when I do get my crew with me and we out somewhere, you know, folks like how stuff look. You know what I mean? You get on them lights and you know, females looking at you, people shouting you out, and start hating. Yeah, that's what it started. Yeah. You start to see that green face, that ugly. Mm-hmm. So and you know. It, it comes a time where everything has to happen for a reason, but I always try to minimize. And, you know, I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable making you comfortable. We in this atmosphere, of course, this is a masculine sport. Like, you mm-hmm. know, the fit going to survive. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. you know, if you want to if you want to do business or something, it's a way to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's a way to come around and get that done. But, you know, things got to line up and happen the right way. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen the right way. Just a few more questions, and we'll get ready to wrap it up. So I want to ask you, um, while we still on music, like, how do you feel overall about the music scene of South Carolina? Uh, and I, and I, the reason I'm gonna tell you why I ask you that because when I did the interview, for one, when we was at CIAA, I looked at the artists that was from Charlotte, and like they was really showing love to each other. Like I remember, uh, it was uh, the Nero Four was up there, mm, he was dope. Uh, the Nero, um, JX Hines, and like he was showing love to the Nero, saying he was one of the guys that you know kind of showed him the ropes. It was um. It's another guy, um, Royal City Leaf, mm-hmm. and it's a young lady. I think her name was Sianka. I, but I just remember those artists from Charlotte, and they were just like showing each other love and like embracing each other. And then when I went to Atlanta to interview um, Shannon McCollum, mm-hmm. you know, this little Yachty's dad, he was like he was in the studio with a lot of these artists like Outkast and uh, Goody Mob, and, mm-hmm. and he said he knew Future before Future was like mm-hmm. even yeah, rapping. Yeah. Like, but he was just saying like, man, back then like these artists were like. 
they would link up, like click up and just like, yo, you want to work? You want to get in the studio and do something? Like he said, these artists would like actually like work together and like mm. build something. So I was like, man, it seemed like maybe our artists need to kind of like adapt and do this kind of like the same thing. So how do you feel about the the music scene of uh, South Carolina? I feel like everybody trying to make it. We nobody got really got a face for South Carolina yet. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. I mean, everybody want to be that face. I feel like, yeah. like you know, Baby blew up and made Charlotte his face. Yeah, you know, Atlanta got a couple faces. You know, Florida Kodak, that's his face. Ross, that's their face. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it is a good point, though. Yeah, like, so nobody got that face yet, so I can understand why you want to establish yourself and, and work until you get to that space and not really want to let folks in, you know, to what you got going on. Me, personally, like, the music scene, I, again, I don't feel like nobody's made that way yet for anybody. Even with myself, mm. like, I got a lot of stuff going on and opportunities and things I could be doing, but I got a schedule. And right. I understand when somebody tell me they got a schedule. Oh, they got oh, shine, man. They son got a football game at 8 o'clock in the morning. They got to drive two hours. You know what I right. mean? So yeah. I understand it. And then you got a rest between it. Then you got a studio session booked already. You wake up to 50 missed calls and, bro, man, I hit you. Bro, do you, bro I know you hit me, but my schedule ain't permit me right then. Like, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, we could, we all could do a better job of, of helping each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's <clears> part of the sacrifice. <throat> You know, that's why we in it for if you want to see everybody win and you want to see South Carolina win. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm big on that. Like, it ain't got to be me. Yeah. I could be amongst one of the ones that help the one that wins. You know what I mean? I ain't tripping yeah. on that. Because I, I remember my guy, not to cut you off, my guy, Juwan, We when we went and shot an interview in Atlanta, he was like, man, he's kind of really like, we kind of like that bridge in between North Carolina and Georgia. Because, like, we right here in the middle mm-hmm. of all of that, man. So he was like, man, he's like, artists just need to kind of, like, work together more. He's like, don't be mad because – you don't want nobody else to get more shine than you like you gotta look at it from a standpoint of like if one person make it like we own like right. we gonna break if through if boy make it we gonna break through and that's you know I've been in I've been in you know studio sessions with engineers or whatnot, and you know you can't invite your engineer here because he feel as if he didn't want you to take the sauce or something mm. that may have give them that extra boost to get above you so it is a lot like that with rappers. Like you know, if you can rap, you can rap. If you can come up with concepts, you can come up with concepts. If you can pick beats, you can pick beats. But if everybody bring that together as a collective, it'll be massive. Yeah. But again, you know, we preach it to the choir. I believe just like you saying, and we work together. But I also can understand, like myself, I ain't just a rapper. You know what I mean, I'm a CEO, businessman, yeah. father, brother. It's a lot. You know what I mean, it's a lot to. Yeah. Invest your time into this person, and then they just gonna forget when they get where they're going. Yeah, I I feel like it make a difference too. Like I know they said a lot of times now artists like get in the studio. Like I guess with technology now, they can like just like send tracks to each other. Right. But like to me, I feel like it'll be it makes a difference. Like when you actually in the studio right. building with this person, and you building a bond with this person, that's like you get to know. That's yeah. A, and that's what a lot of people don't invest in because of money. The money yeah. you don't invest in relationships because you just want to check now. Like and it gets you to the point to where you tried, of course, we failed, and you really can't work with this person because whatever happened. So now the next situation, just give me the chick. Mm-hmm. Like just send it, and I do the verse. And if you don't send it, I won't do the verse. Yeah, see, so I don't. Then, I, I, that's why I said with doing these interviews, man. Like for me personally, yeah, I can do them over Zoom or Skype or however, but it's not the same. It's like when you sit around chopping it up with somebody, like. 
you actually build build something with these people. You feel the energy. Like the energy is just different. That's like, it, man. You, you want and you know you feel them out. You know what kind of person you sitting across from and yeah, vice versa. Like exactly. You, yeah. you want them to feel that. Like you said, that energy to let them know you just as authentic and you you believe in the process as just as they do. Mm-hmm. Man, the man. Only, I've only done over a hundred <laughs> interviews. The only one we did over Zoom was just of about last month. That was uh, Mr. Foster, the co-founder of Reba. That was the only wow. one. Like he was over in uh, he was out in France. Uh, he's an older gentleman, like 85, 86 years Co-found old. Co-founder Reebok out yeah. of print, bro. How you plug that? Just reached out to it. And that's, that's crazy. So what happened is this guy that I follow on Instagram, and I don't even like making this about me. This is sharing your story. Man, but, you but tell us some real gems. Yeah, this is just gems. So like I tell people, man, like, so it's this guy that I follow on Instagram, and he did an interview with Mr. Foster. And I was just like, well, he ain't no better than me. Like, he did it. Let me see yeah, if I can see, do I it. Can so do he it. tagged him in it. So I went and clicked on his profile. It had a little link where you, you know how they have like the email where you can reach out. Shoot, I mm-hmm. sent him an email, and probably a few days later, his wife she do all the the emailing stuff for him. Mm-hmm. I said we well, he'd love to speak to you. This was wow. back in May or April or May, and he's like it'll be around August in August before they can do it. So I was like, okay, cool. I really didn't know what to expect, so I'm like, as time got closer, I reached out to him. And said, hey, is this still gonna be available? She was like, yeah. And then, like she said, they had to push it back one more week because they were traveling. Mm-hmm. So we go, we shot it on a Thursday around noon. So I had everything set up, sent them an email. I wasn't even nervous. I was just really anxious to see, like, is this really going to happen? Really gonna happen. So I'm sitting there, 12 o'clock hit, boom, Mr. Foster pop up. He say, Carlos, how you doing? So he already knew my name. So that already made me feel like, you know, man, he he already knew who I was. Like, he really already embracing me. So That's I right. appreciated that. Yep. So once he popped on the screen, man, I was ready to roll, man. We sat there. We talked for over an hour. And he just answered everything. You know, I did my research. I read his entire book. Oh, yeah. Um, I did everything to prepare for that, man. Because mm-hmm. I don't want nobody to feel like I didn't take my time to do my homework. Yeah, yeah. So that's another it. reason I don't really crank out a lot of interviews. Like, some people post interviews, like, three, four interviews a week. Mm-hmm. I don't do that because, like, for me, man, just having my hands on everything right now, like, I try to make sure I have my research done and everything. Oh, you and should, just handle man. all the stuff. That's, yeah, that's a professionalist, man. Yeah. Come on. That, that's what it is. But that's dope. That's hard. Yeah, it was Co-fi super dope. Rebar, I know you got And I was just like, man. That. And so, sometimes when you in the moment, you don't really understand, like, what you're doing. So, that's for me, it. I was just like, man. It took me a few days, and then people tell me, you interviewed co-founder Reba. And I, I, I said, I was like, that ain't normal, man. Like, <laughs> it's one go. of the most iconic <laughs> shoes and man, I just really on, had man. a conversation with we the... We came up off them black and yeah. whites, man. You know that. So that was super dope, man. That's I was it. like, to me, it's still like... And for me, man, because I'm, I'm just so locked in on doing the interviews, man. I'm like, I'm knocking them out. And then I'm just like, man, okay, what's next? Sometimes for me, that's what I need to tell myself. It's just like... You definitely course, need to and, exhale and, and take the yeah. time, man, to see what you did. And pat not no no funny nothing, bro. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you don't give yourself that, nobody else going to do that. Exactly, man. Because I was like, mm-hmm. that's, that's huge, man. So sometimes, like, I really haven't even had – so much been going on. I haven't had a chance to, you know, actually go back and sit down and watch that interview. And I said I want to, man. I'm, to. I am going to do it. But it's Got just like, to, man, man, it's just so much going on. But, yeah, that was that was crazy, though. That's just big. how the whole thing, that's man. Big, so And it's like – that's why I say, man, I'm, I'm from a small town, Jonesville, South Carolina, man. If I can do it. I ain't no better than nobody else. I wasn't the most athletic. None yeah, of this stuff. None of that. But I applied it. myself and that's it. found my niche. Applied myself, bro. Yeah. That that be the other thing. Like find your niche first. Don't yeah. want to do that man niche. You're not six six with a forty inch vertical, bro. You yeah. If, you know, stop. Everybody yourself. can't be LeBron, yeah. and Michael stop, Jordan. Stop putting yourself in that man's shoes. Find out what it is yeah. that you do well. You know what I mean? I I came off of 
people seeing mentoring in me, like, every time I turn around, like, you know, my teachers put me in peer mediation programs to run groups. And being hired at South Carolina State, I'm trying to go to class, do my work, and get out of here because I ain't social, making me be a, a residence educator. Like, I mean, just RA type stuff, residence assistant. So it's just like when folks see that thing in you and you get that one boost in it, and it's what you do. I mean, I'm going to talk all day and I'm going to motivate. That's what I, I really got in this thing yeah. for. You know I mean, I want to inspire people to do something with themselves. And it's dope that somebody pulled that out of you, though, yeah, man. Yeah, and because I'm, you know, I, you don't know, but, like, back then, I'm shut down, Courtney. Like, if it ain't involving me personally, I had a motto when I left my home. It's like, man, concern myself with myself and everything else to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I told myself mm-hmm. that every day just so I know the path that I'm on. And with them side quests, man, they, they make your life a little bit more, a little bit more special with relationships you build, and opportunities you get, and networking. Like, I didn't even know I was networking until, you know what I mean? I I like, dang, I know a decent amount of people. I got about 100 orders. You know what I mean? Folks want to rock and wear my stuff and support me. Mm -hmm. So, you know. People going to get behind you, man. Yeah, and that's that's the one. That's like, okay, this is what you're supposed to be doing, man. How do you feel you've grown overall since um, becoming an entrepreneur? Um, I really feel like it gave me another, you know, aspect to look at things like, not only from a consumer side or just from a you know a, a personal relation side like you know trying to get what it is you want because i'm i was a junkie from buying a bunch of shoes and stuff off ebay and emailing people when i didn't get my stuff and not being considerate when things happen mm-hmm. or you know people got to make store runs and you know people can't be behind the computer every day and not being response so i definitely you know took took in a lot of that stuff to you know, pretty much be like, man, these are real people. I'm a real person now, so I got a little more humility behind me with that because, again, I, I'm I'm definitely a, a humble dude, and I'm definitely personable, and I want people to be comfortable. I want to be approachable. I want to be tolerable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But knowing that I'm a work in progress, you know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely took from it, like, you know, man, people expected me to crank out these orders and do this stuff, and it ain't but 24 hours in a day, and I got to work. And I got kids, and I got, you know, other things I got to take care of. You know, reaching out to somebody ahead of time to let them know what's going on, to keep them informed, you know, of their service and their product is, you know, could take you a few minutes before you go out and do what you need to do, just keeping people abreast. So, so communicating, man, I, I, learned, I learned that I grew in communication, if I had to say something. Hmm. Through the process, I'm still going through the process. I think a lot of times some people don't want to hear from it unless you're, like, all the way at the top and, like, you're right. successful, but... But even though you're going through the process, we all learn stuff where we are right now. What what advice would you have for people, you know, going and chasing their dream? Mm-mm. Stay true, bro, and you fulfill every dream. Stay fed. Mm-hmm. That's going to be it. Like, yeah. you can't, you know I mean, you cannot, bro, expect, um, you know, full-time success over temporary efforts. Yeah, like, you, you can't. It's impossible. Yeah, man, I tell people, man, you got to learn to <clears> – <throat> Something that I learned, just believe in yourself. I got this, I'm gonna send you this interview that I did uh, a few years ago. People hear me talk about it all the time. They probably, man, you talk about Ben all the time, but it's a guy <laughs> named Ben Hall. Yeah. I did an interview with him, and the interview changed my life, man. Mm. He's probably one of the. It's honestly that's like the blueprint to the to this podcast, man. Because mm. I didn't really know what di- which direction I was going in with it, man. But but he um he played high school football at Burns. Um, he went to play the Clemson after that. Then he went to play a little bit of pro ball, came back home, worked the 9-5, to five, 
And then he quit his job and started baking, baking cakes, mm-hmm. everything, baking all kinds of desserts. But, man, I remember when I, I called him up, and he was just you know, like trying to set up the interview and everything. And my God, Dominique was telling me about him. And then Ben started asking me questions about, like, yo, what you want to do? Like, what are your goals? What do you have? And like, that was the first time really somebody actually kind of, like, challenged me and asked me, like, personally, like, what I want to do. Because my mindset was just do the regular thing, like high school, college, get a job, retire, you know, mm-hmm. like that. But when he hit me with that, it was like, man, this dude already challenged me. So we sat down and had a conversation for like an hour and a half. And I didn't, at the time, I didn't really, I enjoyed the conversation. It was a great conversation, but the older I get and the more now that I'm on my journey, I'm doing more and more interviews, I appreciate it a lot more now because it's like so many things that he talked about in that interview was just tenfold. It's everything is just happening, man. He's just talking about just believing in yourself and having a vision, man. Mm-hmm. And he just... You just always keep one foot in front of the other and just keep on going. And like he said, when we shot the interview, he was baking out of his house. Mm-hmm. And about five or six months later, he ended up with a storefront. Wow. And he, like he used to say, man, I'm one man, one stove. He went from one one stove at his house to having a whole storefront, man. But he was just like, just about believing in yourself and just Absolutely. having faith, man. Like, That's the first He was thing. like, he didn't even see everything. He didn't know everything that was going to happen. You're not. You're not going to yep. see it, man. It's going to unfold right in front of you. Yeah. And if you want to keep going, you're going to go with it. You got you know to, man. man. And I, I mean, it's, it's scary, but it's like, dang, man. man. Yeah, but it ain't for the week, man. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you I, gotta I used to, I, gotta, I definitely got the um, the model man pressure. What I say, man? It's, um... Power doesn't speak and pressure only matters to the weak. Mm. I actually got that engraved in one of my chains out there I just got. So that's another clause that just pushed me towards success. You know what mm. I mean? And, you know, having having statues of power, like, you have no time to sit back with the politics and bicker and batter about what's what. Keep moving towards your purpose. Most you know what I mean? Pressure only matters to the weak because, you know, adversity going to come. Yep. You know what I mean? All the time. All the time. All Every the day going to be adversity, yeah, man. It's going to be rough, man. That's it. And so once you identify your adversity, I feel like you can move towards it yes. because now you know what's your opposition. A lot of people move out here blindly and not know their opposition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But once you can, you can target down what's your opposition, I feel like you can move toward your purpose. For sure. My final two questions. What would you say is like your vision for, for State for, Fed going forward? Big, bro. Like I call myself Big Bowl now, so mm-hmm. it's like, man, I need to have enough of everybody to come in here and, and do what they want to do with it. You know what I mean? Like, or at least have that platform. Yes. So I need this thing to be as big as it going to get. And again, I want to see the one that's going to come and take my place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm ready to, as soon as he ready, I'm ready to pass the torch. I mean, I, I'm ready to get into the advisor role because naturally that's what I'm good at. I'm good at guiding. You know, I have told people, like, and probably don't even remember some advice I gave people, and they come back to me and tell me thank you. You know what I'm saying? I'm some real deal, and I'm like, for what? And, like, you know, you said such and such, and that really meant a lot to me at that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even now to my dude, a dude that hit me up a, a while ago, well, last week, you know, just congratulating me on everything I'm doing. And I hit him, you know, he hit me with like, you know, I'm still doing the same thing. And I'm like, bro, you know, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's what you want. And when it stops being what you want, start to make provision for what you do want. Mm-hmm. And just like small stuff like that I give folks and they, they move on it because they can feel that. And it'd be right on time in the situation. Mm-hmm. So, man, I want this thing to be big, a big enough platform we got a podcast coming out too, man. Dope. Old brothers, me and Banks, man. We're gonna sit down and talk. And I got, man, I got so much in my head I want to get out. Even down to my culture, man. Like the Dope Boy Bloodline. Basically, it's gonna be a series of, of short films talking about, you know, from you know, my standpoint. You know, I'm inspired by drug dealers, and you know, 
but didn't want to go to jail. So right. finding another route, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But to get their stories, you know, my OGs in front of me, and like, you know, they had no other choices and resources. You know, give them their platform, mm-hmm. man, because for, it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be for me. Right. You know what That'd I mean? Just from seeing that, like, you know what I mean? My, do it all, man. I'm telling you, yeah. do it all. So yeah. So I'm really inspired to do all that, like sit down with them, you know, give them this podcast, you know, everything that's not going to incriminate you. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. so we definitely gonna let you sit there and speak your piece if you did, you know, enough time to make sure that you know you can you speak about your yeah, life you live. That'd be dope too, yeah, man. man. I, I mean, I got two more questions. I meant to ask you. You said something about passing the torch earlier, not just not too long ago. It was it reminded me of something you said um, when we was talking about you know um, artists supporting each other, here and you, you made a good point about it, like not having that face of South Carolina. Who who would you say? might be the face right now like do you think we have that person at all because i i mean you know big zach is i mean not big zach black, black zach black zach uh was it uh rennie i think rennie ain't she from south carolina i think she signed with qc uh, uh rennie for columbia yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. do you feel like we we had that face or we still working towards it? man me personally i mean we don't i don't think we have anybody like as big as like the baby i mean but Charlotte, just like but, if you come to south carolina and it's the person to go see right yeah Man, and like it's just, I don't really think we got that face yet. Yeah, it's just a few artists who still pushing towards that. And like, I hate it's a guy up, up our way that signed with um, I'll he signed with Dirt, uh, La Mexico. I heard of him too. Yeah. My boy put me on him yeah, too. He, it's like everybody at that bubble stage. The only person I would give it to, man, would be Tootsie. Tootsie. Cause he, you know, he was so he's from here. He's been he was in Spartanburg, I think. Oh, for real? Okay, yeah, okay. Sp- no, 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 no. It was Raleigh. It was Raleigh. It was Raleigh. So no, nah, it's not South Carolina. Mm. So he was in Raleigh. He came from North Carolina and went down to Raleigh, and then he's buzzing out there in Charlotte. But he's for anybody that has something to do with South Carolina. I mean, with North Carolina at that point. But mm-hmm. nah, man, I can't give it to nobody. Nobody solidified. They don't. Yeah. They don't bring no folks. No, the only out. one they that came. The, the top one that came to my head was really Black Zach, Black Zach. at this point right now. Um, like I said, I ain't heard much of Black Zach. I think he, he signed was, with uh, was, Southgate, was South Coast Music Group, South something Coast, like, something South like Coast yeah, music group, something like that. Yeah. That's who the baby signed to. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's hard because you want to name somebody on that baby statue. You know what I mean? Well, who that's a big. But yeah, that's yeah. when you you that face. When you own. That's like, you own. Yeah, 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 when you own. Yeah. But I don't really know nobody. I couldn't name him like yeah. right now, in South Carolina, who just. That face or who grinding up to the point to be that, you know what I mean? Besides what we doing, like I really feel like what we doing is something special. It's gonna low, make a difference. Low key, I feel like I'm Birdman sitting on Lil Wayne. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, that boy Lalo Cole, man. Yeah. I'm gonna play some more of his stuff. Like he 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 hard. Definitely. But it's man. like you know, we just gotta get him to, we get him in front of the masses. Our the product gonna be what it is. Yeah. My final question, and uh, we'll get ready to wrap it up after this. I ask everybody when they come on because we're on our self investment tour. For the um, podcast, what does self investment mean to you? Mm, what does self investing means to me, man? Put your money where your mouth is. That's mm. all. That's all it means to me. Like you know what I mean? You, if you believe, like, if you say you about something and this is what you're gonna do, you don't have to preach it. Show them folk. Like mm-hmm. I really believe in presenting myself, and I'm gonna be what it is. Like you know, you might hear about me, and you hear about what he do and all that stuff, but I feel like when I pull up, that's just what it's supposed to look like. You know what I mean? And that shows when you invest in yourself. You know what I mean? From, you know, the way you step out, you carry yourself. You know, they, they mess with me because I be having it on. You know what I mean? They When I pull up in other cities, they want to know who's driving that. You know what I mean? Why is he parking here? Why is he skipping the line? Like, yeah. you're going to look, you gonna look <laughs> like what you is. Like, 
you know, I gotta pop it a little bit, like, yeah. for, for sure, like, that's what it mean, like, your money where your mouth is, I ain't never gotta open up and say what I did or what I'm doing, because I'm gonna look like it. Mm. If I'm on business, I'm gonna look like I'm on business. Yeah. If I'm out here just shooting and shaking a job, and I'm gonna be looking like that, right. like, you know what I mean? It's a difference. And so that's just the authenticity, like, folks buying the authenticity, you can't fake that. Most definitely. And Courtney, I appreciate you, man. Like I said, it was good to catch up with you again. Like I said, we, we chopped it up. It's CIAA. I made sure I had, you had your work. I told you I'm going to get up with y'all, man. So I was like, I'm going to keep my word. And even when you text me yesterday, asked me was I still coming. I said, man, I gave you my word. <laughs> I said, I'm going to be there, man. Hey, man, like, you standing on it. I appreciate you yeah. too, man. And good luck and good love, oh, man, always. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. But before we get out of here, man, um, tell everybody how to find you. Also, shout out your music. We got so much into your story. We got away from um Talk about your EP Flex God and New York. Like I was telling you, Stay Fit Volume Two was, was dope. Well, go ahead and talk about some of you. So yeah, y'all just dropped the EP Flex God, man. Um, it's definitely dope. You can get it on all music platforms: Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you do it at. Um, it's a dope EP, man. Just taking you through the journey, man, of just you know being about what you is and what you say you about. Like, you know what I mean, I, I encourage y'all to listen to the plug. Like. That intro is tough. Like it's gonna it's put hard. you in that. It's gonna put you in that vibe. You know, we building these beats ourselves, coming out our head on the wax for you. So, uh, you can find me at you know Mister Twenty Six Fifty Three. Uh, that's on Instagram. Courtney J Green on Facebook. You can find me at Stay Fair Productions also on Instagram. You know what I mean? Most definitely. I appreciate you again, man. This this won't be the last time we get up, man. Oh, for sure not. Man, man. I, I enjoyed. I gotta man. come to the upstate. Come on up there, man. Like we upstate. don't have a we don't have a. I mean, it's it's growing. Like well, Spumberg, Greenville area. It's a lot more going on up there than where I'm from. Like my my town is small. Like we ain't got no clubs or none of that <laughs> stuff like that. Cool. But but yeah, the upstate area, man, it's growing a whole lot, man. It's it's dope. We'll definitely come up there, man. You'll have a good time. Man, whatever. We'll have a good time. Me, you, and Google, we'll find something to do. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, hopefully, everybody enjoyed this episode. Um, Till next time, keep chasing your dreams. This is the Cross the Line Podcast, Self-Investment Tour. Thank you for listening. Stay fed. Flex. <laughs>